Good afternoon, Anchor Nation. This is Aaron Rollins, your host of the Southeast Third Podcast, coming to you live on this uh, Tuesday afternoon. For all my dedicated listeners, the two or three of you, thank you for tuning in. Let's get started. So, week three is off in classes. I'm taking uh, developmental psychology, exercise science, exercise and sports science to be specific, and studying the Old Testament or more technically the Hebrew Bible. I'm driving back from classes to home because I got to work later, and this person in front of me is driving under the speed limit. That is so aggravating. You know, people are going to say that uh, I'm a certain type of person. Because what I'm about to tell you, and I'm strictly basing this off of my subjective view and experience, people that give me problems on the road are usually not a man, not white, or an old person. And I just proved my point with that driver. I'm not going to tell you what they were, but they did not fit the criteria I just gave you. So let's drive the speed limit here and get home. I am... uh, doing okay with these classes. UMHB is incredibly different than what I'm traditionally used to. They have different start and end dates. The courses are arranged differently. They can preach God in the courses because it's a Christian university and it's private. I wasn't expecting that because I've never been to a private Christian school before. It's also incredibly expensive. I think this year is going to be like 30 grand. I'm almost out of freaking GI Bill benefits, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the courses are interesting. Uh, I'm just very, very tired. Work work has been a, a extraordinarily crappy here recently. We had a crap load of patients yesterday. It's been strange. It started. It, it's done like a pendulum swing. So when I first started during the mornings and the let's, well, let's back up during the afternoons, starting at around twelve. And running up till around five, man, it was busy as hell. And I'd, I'd step into a, a, a busy situation and it just hit the ground running. Uh, whereas, you know, in the mornings you kind of geared up to it and you had that pressure. Oh, crap. You had that pressure to, uh, to make sure that your people weren't waiting on you for, you know, X amount of minutes before you got everything done because you got someone else that needs to be seen and yada, yada, yada. So... Uh, whereas, you know, in the afternoons, it's already busy and you just got to manage what was left behind from the people that morning and, uh, it just keeps on going from there. Um, so now what I'm, all that, what I'm saying is, is that now at work, it's swung back the other direction to where, you know, it does get busy around the morning time, but then it slows down. And then in the afternoons, for some reason, everybody freaking checks in. We seriously had 10 people check in within an hour yesterday and uh, that's you may not think that that's much, but we've only got like 16 rooms. And when they're already full, that means 10 people are going to be sitting out there waiting to get inside. And they'll wait anywhere from three to four, sometimes longer, three to four hours, sometimes longer than that. And it is so infuriating. So for yesterday, my shift went by in the blink of an eye, it seemed. Because I didn't stop moving. I was going, going, going. Taking a patient here. Taking a patient there. Starting an IV with this. Starting an IV with that. And um, I usually have 
two people on my shift helping me. One person leaves at eight. The other person's with me there till midnight. And since this other person that's usually there till eight and leaves is, um, is now my supervisor, he got promoted up. He's doing more administrative duties. And I knew this was going to happen. I knew that that you know it, this would help the leadership, but it wasn't going to help me. This this role being created wasn't going to make my job any easier because he's going to be taken away from patient care, and I'm going to have to pick up that slack. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. He was working on the schedule for like two to three hours, and I had to to step into that role. And I'm telling, I, I remember specifically yesterday, I go to this guy and I say, "Hey, I'm going to be gone for a little while. I've got tr- like three people to transport back to back to back." And uh, he's like, oh, where, is anybody else available? Where's everybody else? And I said, I, I don't know. I know there's a one-to-one observation. Um, there's at least one of those. And he's like, yeah, there's one. And I said, I, I don't know, man. I'm not keeping up with that. I'm just doing the work. So anyway, um, you know, he, he had to get out of that. And he couldn't help. And he was trying to get me to get other people to help. And I'm like, I'm not responsible for that. I'm not bothering with it. I'm getting the work done. That's what I'm worried about. I'm, I'm not trying to coordinate. I'm not trying to delegate. I'm trying to get involved and get to work. That's something about Nurse Frank that I'm, I really admire is that he doesn't fuck with that. It's like, you're either going to help me get this job done or I'm gonna just, just going to do it. And it's, it's much easier for me. It's much more time saving for me to just jump in and get going rather than to find somebody, explain what needs to be done, tell them to do it, and then I go do something else. That's that just eats up too much time. So I, I start you know seeing what tasks are more uh, sensitive to like I need to do this now, and I get on that. I get on that and I start working on it. Anything else the charge nurse can do. That's what the charge nurse is supposed to do. The charge nurse is supposed to tell people I need this X Y and Z completed. That's their role. That's not my role. My role is to assist and get the process running as smoothly as I can. Whew. Now that's going to change here pretty soon. God dang. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten birds in this freaking bush right outside of my house. <laughs> the little sparrows, you know, the, the, the gray and brown and black and white little birds. Man, they're all in this bush. <laughs> they're all just sitting there staring at me. <laughs> this is a very ominous feeling. As soon as I pull up to my house, they're just sitting there watching me. <laughs> oh, these little shitheads have been crapping on my car. I gave them some bird seed to try to, to keep them around because I liked having the birds around. And then it's like, nah, fuck this. This is getting kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> they're shitting all over my property. The the, the plants are dying. <laughs> I don't think I like what I've done here. This is not ending well for me. Um... So anyway, uh, the work schedule is about to change and, you know, uh, the it's not just COVID people. Yeah, we've got people with COVID symptoms or they're COVID positive or they're getting tested and they, they pop positive for COVID after the fact. It's not just that. That is happening. It's people that are sick with all kinds of other stuff too. Um, they're, they're homeless or they're living in the community living center or they're... Uh, their living situation at home is crappy and they need to get out of it and they're coming to see us. Or their primary care team is passing a buck. Oh, this person has a fever and uh, I don't want them to leave here without being seen by the ED, so go see the ED. It's like, man, just take some Tylenol. Go home and take some Tylenol. You'll be fine. Anyway, so we, I mean, just all these factors are piling up and piling up and piling up and we don't have the bodies to meet the need. And so now our schedule is going to change. Instead of me working the eights, which I've grown accustomed to and actually like, I'm going to be working a different schedule now. And it doesn't look like there's a way to get around it. Um, I mentioned it to, to Juan while he was talking. He was like, uh, would you be okay with changing this, that, and the other? 
And I was like, well, it, it looks like this is the way forward. Like we're, we're, we can't avoid it. And he said, yeah, this, this is going to happen. So it's not what I wanted. It's not what I signed up for. Um, I don't want to work 12s because I already worked my ass off on eights and I'm going to add another four hours on top of that. I don't want that shit. I, if I have to work more than eight hours in a day, I want it to be overtime and get paid more money rather than giving 12 hours of my day just to have a day off. I, that's, that's not worth it to me. Uh, I understand that you can do more with time off and you can maximize your, your days off and, and, and take full advantage, but it's not worth it to me to, to give those extra four hours working my ass to the bone because I mean, just on eight hour shifts by myself, I, I get, I get home and I'm cramping up and it's hard for me to sleep and I, I don't like where this is heading. Um, for those of you that are on the outside looking in in the medical department wondering what the fuck's going on, it's it's not looking pretty. And, uh, you know, I think for just this location where I'm at, it's not going to get any better. Um, e- even if they do put more bodies in place, they're just taking more control and they're taking control away from us. So um, I don't I'm looking for other jobs. I'm trying to get the fuck away from here. Um, it's it's just it's not what I was told it was going to be. And it's not what I've come to enjoy. Then some of the nurses are treating me like shit because I get mad when they leave 20, 30 minutes early. They, some of them don't even talk to me anymore. They want to complain, um, about all these, about having to do the work. They want to talk shit about the patients. That's really hard for me to hear. You know, I really have a heart for these veterans. It's been a great blessing and a joy to work for these veterans that are sick and need help. But, uh, the, the people that I work with are just awful. Um, and I, I'm going to miss some people. I'm going to miss Scott. Scott's great. I'm going to miss Frank. Frank's great. Uh, me and Grace do okay, but Grace is also kind of a bitch. Um, it's always got to be her way and she always knows best. And, you know, she bases everything on how things used to be. And she doesn't, she's just so resistant to change. It's like, you, we, we got to come up with better ways to do this stuff. We got to come up with more efficient plans and, you know, I, I still want to be in healthcare and I still don't want to work for the VA, but I'm definitely looking at different departments. I'm looking wherever the fuck I can go. Um, and I, I don't care what it is. Just get me in. Um, so that's, that's my plan. Uh, Jamie's not back up here. She's still down with her family doing her thing. Um, I want to talk about Peacemaker. You get through all that depressing, sad shit I've just mentioned. Peacemaker is fucking hilarious. Like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of John Cena. John Cena's not my thing. But the way that they've scripted and directed this this show is fucking hilarious. I mean, there's there's so much fucking arguing and getting mad and angry and shouting and, 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 and disagreements. And it's so consistent. And it's happening so much. Some things are kind of exhausting. Uh, like the attitudes and the, the way they react to scenarios and all that stuff. And the... I guess the character type, you know, um, Economos and that other girl, uh, the new girl that's not actually violent, Amanda Waller's daughter. I can't remember her name. Um, I'm, I'm not really feeling those two characters, but man, Judo Master, funny as fuck. Peacemaker getting mad and calling that old man a wrinkly old fuck. God, that took me out. You have no idea how many times I wanted to call somebody a wrinkly old fuck. <laughs> I've wanted to say that so many times. They just piss me off so much. <laughs> you know, and then he's 
he's got all these other things that he uses and talks about that are just so fucking funny. I mean, I, I've rewatched that certain pieces of that show probably four or five times just because I couldn't stop laughing. And it just felt so good. It's like a gut laugh, not the laugh that's in your chest, the laugh that's in your stomach that makes your whole body weak. You know, I mean, it's it's just really good. If you haven't watched Peacemaker, please check it out. Um, I don't really much care for the story. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a good story. It's intriguing. Um, but it's it's the fucking dialogue. It's the script that makes this show so good. Yeah, I think they're, that's what they're going forward with, with fucking James Gunn or whatever his name is, uh, the director type. They're going with vulgar and over-the-top um, you know, reactions and scenarios. I mean, they put themselves in some pretty ridiculous situations, but I think that's the goal is that just how ridiculous and outrageous can we make it? And they're doing pretty good, you know, <laughs> they're doing pretty good. I'm, uh, I, I find it very satisfying. I hope you'll watch it and give it a chance. It's, um, definitely not safe for kids. Cause John Cena's fucking this bitch from behind and he shouts freedom and you know, it's not something that that definitely, you know, uh, that's that's not something that I needed to see. <laughs> but the stuff that goes with that, that that woman ends up being some kind of monster. And she almost kills him. She whips his fucking ass. It's pretty impressive. Uh, but when so another example, Peacemaker is talking to Judo Master and he's like, when I rip my Achilles tendon, I'm going to use your whole body to replace it. Thank you. <laughs> and, and surprisingly i mean judo is literally half the size it probably less than half the size of john cena he's probably five foot two and 100 pounds maybe 110 he's a little dude but he moves fast and he's you know technical and you know he's judo master and he's, he's the master of hand-to-hand combat and so he whips John Cena's ass at first. <laughs> it's great. You know, the choreography was was really nice. Um, I'm going to follow JP's What and uh, hit up The Duel. Um, that movie bombed in the box office. And that's kind of sad because there's a lot of technical aspects to that show, that movie, that uh, people were really celebrating. But then it didn't make hardly any money. And that's disappointing. Um, based on a true story, all that blah, blah, bliggity, blah. Um, I'm not huge about Adam Driver. I mean, I give him support because he's a veteran. He was a Marine. Uh, I just, I'm not, I don't know. I think it's his accent. I think his accent really shuts me off. He's, he, I, I don't get the appeal. It doesn't do anything for me. Um, now, granted, there are people with accents that I think are great, like Jean-Pierre, you know, from the professional, no women, no kids. He He's cool. Uh, and you got... Um, Pasquale, the guy that plays the the Mandalorian, he's he's good stuff too. But I don't know, just something about Adam Driver doesn't he just doesn't do it for me. Uh, but hopefully that movie's going to be pretty good. It's got Matt Damon and some other people in it. Um, I'm going to give that a, give that a look. Uh, but definitely check out Peacemaker if you haven't already. That shit is worth it. <laughs> it's just fucking worth it. Anyway, I got to get going. I got to get on to work. Uh, y'all take care. Take care of yourself. Drive safe. Please watch out for other people on the goddamn road. It's not that fucking hard. Uh, don't don't kill anybody, all right, y'all? And, and stay home if you're sick. Take care of yourself. It's not that fucking serious. All right, goodbye.